Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Hey everyone, it's Kelly Higdon. I'm one of the coaches at Me, and we are now seeing a new issue from this pandemic. We are seeing more and more people with more calls than they can handle. I don't know if this is you. If this is you, um, post below. We would love to see if you're having this issue come up. It's a, kind of a dissonant thing, right? to be thrilled that the phone is ringing, but knowing that the reason the phone is ringing is because people are struggling so much. However, um, more and more people are open to accessing mental health care. And I think that this is a great opportunity for us to start refining our practices and making them the best they can be so that they can sustain through what we are going to face for years to come from this pandemic as we face more anxiety, depression, agoraphobia, relationship issues, I mean, the list is gonna go on. So when you have the issue that the phones won't stop ringing, you're too full, what do you do? Um, I want you to just remember, this is a marathon, not a sprint. You probably went to business to be in business for some time. So if you burn out now, if you over deliver more than you, you are resourced for. You won't be around for the long haul. And we want you to have a business that's sustainable, meaning that clients get the same care from everyone, whether it's you or your staff, whatever time of day that they're coming in, everyone is taken care of well, therapists are not burning out, and that they're able to do this work for the long term. So first, remember the bigger vision at hand, right? Second, Now is the time to really evaluate your fees and your schedule. I say this because for a lot of us, life looks very different. And yes, it may uh, continue to evolve and change. Some of us are still homeschooling. Some of us aren't. Some of us are single and at home with little to no contact. Others are not. I think that it is important to know what has changed for you so that you can make those changes now, not down the road when you're burnt out and overwhelmed because you have too many clients. So this is about pacing, right? In a marathon, you don't sprint the whole thing. You have an even pace. I'm gonna assume, I've never run a marathon, come to think of it. (laughs) So in a 5K world, I'll speak to my own experience. You have to take your time. You don't sprint the whole way. You have an even pacing so that you know you're gonna make it to the finish line. Um, So let's look at what has changed in your life. You may have different financial needs. You may have different um, scheduling needs as well. Now is the time to make those changes. And it can feel very, very scary. But the reality is, is that we want to charge a fee that allows us to keep our doors open, that allows us to take care of our own needs and to not overwork so that all of our clients get equitable care. And we want a schedule that works for us so that we can still take care of ourselves and our other responsibilities and show up for our clients rested and prepared. So now is the time to start making those changes. Good time to look over your informed consent, making sure your policies are all tight as well. 
Then we want to also look at, are you working with your ideal client? One of the things that is happening that I'm hearing more and more, people are just searching and they are going down the list in their insurance or they're going down a directory listing and there's a little less discernment on the consumer end as to who they're calling. They just want help. And so people are getting more calls uh, for people that may not be a good fit. Never be afraid to refer out. Be clear on who you do good work with and who you're passionate about working with. There is nothing wrong with that. Again, we want you to be sustainable in practice, right? We want you to be able to do this work for the long run and to get great outcomes for clients. So even if you have a group practice, it's really understanding who are you guys equipped as a team to serve and being clear on that in your marketing. So if you've been taking a lot of calls because you've just been getting the calls and you're booking them, we want to change that because when we work with clients that we have a strong resonance with and a strong attachment and attunement, we know we're going to have better outcomes. And what can happen is when we're in crisis, we forget all that and we start to feel like we have to serve whoever and all this stuff can come up and then we burn out, clients don't get the great outcomes, we don't feel good about it. So we're going to slow down, look at the fee and the schedule and make sure that we are working with the right fit clients and not just booking whoever calls because we want great outcomes and we want sustainability in this work so that we maintain a level energy through the weeks to come, the months to come and the years to come. All right, so after that, then you can start looking at growth options. Some people feel like, oh my gosh, the phone's ringing. I should grow into a group practice. Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started. Now, whenever I'm coaching someone who's going to group practice, I recommend at least a three-month proof of stability and sustainability in their business plan and marketing plan so that they know that they could fill a clinician quickly Um, because you don't want to grow into a group and then hire people and not be able to give them clients. That doesn't feel good. And you also want to feel confident that you know how to keep the phone ringing and that it's not just a fluke. So if it's been recent that clients have been calling more and more, it's good to start tracking those calls, seeing how they find you and start really evaluating, could I, if I wasn't full, put them in with another clinician, then you might get a cue that it's time to grow. Now, just because you could hire doesn't mean you should. Group practice isn't for everybody. Some people don't want to do the leadership thing. Some people don't want to um, support other people in that way, and that is okay. Another option to look at is providing a service that's a little bit more accessible for the community where you can serve more clients, something like group therapy. Again, not something for everybody, This is about knowing what is right for you as a therapist where you do really good work. But group therapy can 
mean that we increase the accessibility because clients are paying a lower fee than they would if they were paying for individual. It's still really great with outcomes. And especially now that we have this <clears throat> more than ever collective trauma happening, um, I think it can be really beneficial. It also condenses time for the clinician. They're serving, you know, six to eight clients in a 90 minute time span where maybe they would have only served one or two in that time span. So you could go the group therapy route. You could expand into group practice again, if you have a solid business plan in place and that you, you have the right fee and adjustment in your schedule. Um, and then the other thing is now is the time to, once you've evaluated your fee, you're looking at your, the fee you're going to set through the lens of what other expenses are new for my practice. Many of you have given up your offices, not all of you, but there are quite a few who have left their offices. Oh, that expense is gone, but you have other expenses. <clears throat> for example, setting up the home office, the technology, but maybe if the calls are getting too much that you can't respond, maybe it's time to get a virtual assistant, something like that, so that you can focus on running the business and doing the clinical work, and then you have the support in place. It's also a good time if you're ever gonna think about going into group practice to start getting those processes documented so that you can onboard whoever you hire into your group practice with more ease. So oftentimes, um, if the call volume is really high and you're not able to manage it, getting someone to help you with that is a great investment. So when we're looking at our fee, we're also looking at the where are we going with our practice and what expenses are in there that I need to account for when I'm evaluating and making sure that I have the right fee. And then lastly, it's just all about integrity, right? We are making sure that we show up the same for all clients and that at the end of the day, we still have energy for ourselves and the people that we love. And I know that there is a lot of pressure when people are calling and you wish you could help them, but we, we have our lane and our capacity and that's what we're going to do. We're going to maintain our little plot of land in this mental health field and we're going to make it the most beautiful, um, fertile land that you can, right? And know that that will inspire others to make their little plot of land fertile and an oasis so that eventually together we raise the bar in terms of what mental health treatment looks like in the private world in private practice. So these are some things that I want you to consider. It's not a time to rush. It's naturally a time to slow down and really think, what do I want? What do I need? And what do I hope for for my clients and start making the changes now because I don't think this is going to change. I think we're going to see more and more and more people accessing mental health care, which is awesome, but it's important that we have our ducks in a row and that we're really clear about what we do best and do it in a way that we can do this for a long, long time and enjoy it, right? So if you got other tips for handling the overwhelm of calls and such like that, I would love to see them posted below. Feel free to share this with someone who may need it. I know some of you may not have the situation where the phone isn't ringing off the hook 
And if that's the case, we have other for trainings for you too, where we can talk about what's going on with the marketing, what's going on with the messaging, um, all of those kinds of things, and to help you bring the practice into alignment for what you started doing this work for in the first place, right? I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.